Hi, welcome to Revenue Marketing Television, the CMO Insight Series. I'm your host, Jeff Pedowitz, President and CEO of the Pedowitz Group. Today as our guest, we have Sterling Snow, who is Senior Vice President of Revenue for Divi. Sterling, welcome to the show. Thanks, Jeff. Glad to be here. Glad to have you. So Divi is doing some really cool things. Tell us about it. Uh, Divi is a financial platform. We consider ourselves to be a hub for businesses uh, from the financial software side, integrating, uh, automating expense reports, budgeting, forecasting, all of those types of things. And it's been a pretty incredible story. So I joined in April last year. At that point, we were a team of about 30 um, and since then, we've grown to over 200 people on the team. Um, we've raised hundreds of millions of dollars in funding, um, added thousands of customers and tens of thousands of users, and really just kind of exploded, and it hasn't slowed down for a minute since. So it's been awesome to be a part of the ride and learning lots. So pretty much what everybody dreams about, right? Catch yeah. that bullet train to, to the top. <laughs> one of the things, uh, one, uh, what I wanted to talk to you is I love your profile because you started off in marketing, right? And now you have a much bigger role. Yeah, I did. Yeah. And yep. Yeah, that's exactly right. So I came up through marketing, um, got to be involved in lots of different things, um, I owned an agency, owned and operated a marketing agency, so really got to be involved in everything from demand gen to content to uh, communications, all that good stuff. Continued that evolution at Jive, um, was a, a part of that marketing team up until they were acquired by Logmean, at which point I came over to Divi um, to, again, run marketing. Um, but that evolved into revenue for us, which encompasses marketing, sales, and customer success. Um, and so, yeah, I came up through marketing, but now oversee sales and customer success. And that's been an awesome adventure all on its own. So that's, that's pretty amazing in and of itself, right? Because for many marketing executives, they're constantly at odds with sales and they're trying to figure out how they become more yeah. accountable and drive performance. So how, how did it happen for you? I mean, was there certain things that you were doing that gravitated? Is this something that you always wanted to do? Or I mean, how, how, did, how did it actually happen? Yeah. So it, it was something that I always wanted to do. It was the path that I wanted to take for my career. What I think we did a little different um, was we took a sales point of view, even as a marketing team. So where you end up with a lot of discord is in your definitions. And you, so first of all, you disagree with sales on your definitions. What is an MQL? What is an SQL? What do we call converted? Like you, you disagree on your definition and then you fight about whose fault it is that those different definitions aren't performing the way that you want them to. Um, and one thing I think we did a good job of at Jive and then again here at Divi is partnering with sales, mutually agreeing on definitions, and then it didn't matter whose fault anything was. We were the exact same team working on the same problem, and that's why I think you're seeing such a growth in chief revenue officer type roles because you're uniting sales, marketing, and some of the other pieces. So there can't be that infighting. Yeah, so it's, uh, it's pretty amazing. So now, and you run customer success too, and clearly you've had a lot of it yeah. in, in a very short period of time. So tell us more about what, what are you doing to be customer centric? Is it 
the product itself gets it so good? Is it the brand? Is it the messaging? Is it the experience your customers are having? Yes to everything? Or is there something <laughs> that you're uh, more focused on than something else? Yeah. No, I mean, it is all of the things you mentioned. We're very focused on creating experiences from the beginning of the customer lifecycle all, all the way through the end. Like that's an experience and it's tailor made, but you can't discount the product market fit, right? Um, the vision that the founders had, Blake Murray and Alex Bean, it's it's really it's really something special. The way that they saw the convergence of various industries, the need for it in the market, and then the frictionless business model, right? So Divi's, Divi's 100% free, but we're free while providing just insane amounts of value to our customers. And it's hard to discount that. So that's a huge part of the success. And then you look at all the other pieces. What is our brand? What is our marketing? What is our demand gen engine? What do we do on the sales side to close folks? And what is the experience that we provide our customers from when they enter Marketo as a lead source to when they are, you know, a customer that's been with us for a year plus, right? Um, so it's a good, healthy mix of all of those things. But at the core of Divi is a brilliant idea and an incredible business model. So what, is, I mean, because you mentioned the platform is free. So what is the business model? How do you monetize it? Yeah. No, I mean, we're a nonprofit and uh, we just like doing, no, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> so the way that the way that we make money is the same way that Visa and MasterCard and, and banks make money. It's called interchange. So when you go to Target and you spend a hundred bucks, Target only gets 97 of that and the other three kind of get divvied up for lack of a better word uh, between the credit card, the processor, the issuing bank, all that kind of stuff. So Divi um, has, Divi makes money that same way. Okay. Now, uh, so it's really all on the back end. So the better platform, if it developed, uh, delivers a better experience, more providers use the platform. So then you get more of the Divi, right? That's, that's kind of essentially how it works. Well, so we, every time a customer swipes the Divi card, we're making money, right? So the more, uh, and so we just say, Hey, use this amazing platform. It's going to replace either the manual process you've got going right now with spreadsheets and reimbursements and, and budgeting and all that kind of stuff, replace it. Or, you know, if you're using another tool like Expensify or Concur or anything in that vein, replace it, stop paying for it, use Divi for free. And as soon as you're using and loving the product, we're making money on it and we can continue to fund the growth. So, you know, a lot of marketers talk about customer centricity today. Um, but I think a lot of times they're more focused on service and being responsive and reactive. But that's not necessarily the same thing as being customer centric, right? Designing your products, your services, your yeah. sales and marketing around them. So what are some of the things that you're doing at Divi to accomplish that? Yeah. Well, the first thing is we are a product led organization. If you say you're customer centric, you have to be a product led organization. That means directed discovery. That means you are talking talking to the, the clients who you lost, you're talking to the clients who are happy with you, you're talking to the potential buyers, you're hearing what they're saying, um, but also taking that information and making it actionable, something that fixes uh, a problem that they either express to you or that you deduced through those conversations, and then you actually build your product accordingly. 
Um, there's always, you know, the special sauce of, you know, what do the product and, and executives at the team sprinkle in there with those insights. But it's really all about the customer and building something that has increased value for them with every release, right? Every time you come out with a feature, every time you add a new offering, that's how it has to be. That's in my mind, what being customer centric actually means. And then that flows to your go to market, right? Um, and how you're actually talking about it and introducing and educating uh, your potential buyers. So how does that flow though into some of the marketing and sales processes you're doing um, from the way that you organize your content or the programs and campaigns or your data, your KPIs, what are you doing that complements that product centricity? Sure. So when when product builds it in a certain way, then marketing has to talk about it in that same way. So if we have a specific pain point that we're addressing that you as a customer feel, that has to be our hook. Um, in our that e that either is the hook that we're using on our ad copy, or that's the hook that we spell out in content that we're asking you to download and read or consume in any way. And it just it flows all the way through that go to market. It also it's included in the sales pitch. Um, you know, we're, we're hitting on those same things again and again and again, because it's what the customer um, in aggregate told us they cared about. So from product to marketing to sales and then again in customer success when you're having that onboarding experience you know we're hitting it again um what are those problems that divi is solving for you and how do we continue to to enforce that value through your lifetime with us makes a lot of sense so you i think you mentioned marketo earlier uh for lead capture are you using that and any other technology to scale this up because you've grown pretty quickly how are you, how are you using some of this smart tech to yeah. facilitate that. So when I first got here, we were using HubSpot, both as a CRM and as an automation platform. Um, and the first thing we did was bring in Salesforce as a CRM, continue to use HubSpot for the remainder of our contract um, as the automation tool. And then we moved to Marketo and Salesforce, um, which you know, I'm a big fan of the and I think HubSpot's actually great for a lot of businesses. If you're if you're more transactional and and there's there are certain situations, HubSpot can be, very, but Marketo allows you the ability to essentially build anything you can think of, um, and that's where for us in the more complex nature of what we're doing, it it made sense and we needed to switch. Um, in addition to those, we use a lot of tools. We're big fans of Zapier. Um, we're big fans of Unbounce, of Neverbounce. We, we use a ton of things in the stack. Um, for us, we also have to use tools that uh, integrate business credit scores with, um, with our Salesforce instance. So we use Dun & Bradstreet for that and some other tools. So yeah, it's a and I, I tell our revenue ops manager all the time that the MarTech stack at Divi is among the most complicated I've ever seen, but it also allows us to do some pretty cool stuff. Interesting you use that term revenue ops because I'm hearing that more and more as opposed to sales ops or marketing ops. What does it's it mean this, there? It's the same thing that I talked about earlier. If you want to whose numbers are right or what the definition of terms are, you just make it one team. And Revenue Ops services both the sales organization and the marketing organization and rolls up to a revenue leader. 
Um, and it really gets rid of a lot of the problems you've seen traditionally with marketing and sales fighting. So that's what it means for us. Um, they service the entire revenue organization um, from enablement to operations. They own, obviously, all of our, our tech stack as it touches each of those groups. And it's fantastic. We have that's an amazing team of people here at Divi that helps us do some incredible things. Love that. So you've grown really fast. You've had a lot of people to the team. What do you look for when you hire? What, what kind of people um, are a good fit? <laughs> yeah, it, it depends on the culture values for your company. Um, we have a fantastic HR leader. Her name is Casey Bailey. She joined us from Uber. So she had a wealth of experience, scale, rocket ship growth. Um, and, and when we hire, I look at the, the culture values that we have, how someone going to fit into that. And then I also look for a, a track record of achieving incredible results with companies that we admire. Like that is something that speaks volumes to me. If you owned a meaningful part of a different company that had a super awesome trajectory, then odds are you're going to be come here, own something, and help us as we uh, continue to scale. Okay. Um, do you look for generalists, though, or do you look for people that have a specific set of skills? Well, early on, you need you need some generalists because it's just so you and you have to have people who can touch a lot of different parts of the business. But as you start to flesh out the team, you're very much looking for specialists, people who can own a specific part of your company. So you start with generalists um, and you generally morph into more and more specialized roles as the team grows. So it sounds like you got a lot of good things going on, uh, but what keeps you awake at night? Any, any major challenges? <laughs> yeah, I mean, anytime you're growing the way we're growing, the biggest concern is what am I not, what corner am I not seeing around? What's going to be the thing that, you know, stops our demand gen from providing enough for sales or what's going to be the thing, uh, from a sales perspective that stops us from closing as much business as we've projected and forecasted. So you spend a lot of time trying to see a couple quarters into the future. And, and so that's when you ask like what keeps you awake at night, it's the unknown and trying to prepare and plan for the unknown. Uh, that's challenging in its own right. But uh, other than that, we're, we have awesome people on the team who worry about every nuance and every detail. And then I, it's my job to make sure that there's nothing hiding around the corner that could slow us down. Watch out for those monsters lurking in the shadows. Is that <laughs> it kind of thing? Yeah, something like that. So uh, for the other VPs and CMOs out there that say, you know, I, I want to be like Sterling. I want to run all of revenue. What advice would you give them? Yeah, partner with sales. Like first and foremost, they're your counterpart. They're not your enemy. You have to partner with them. You have to learn their business. Frankly, you have to see marketing as a sales leader would see it. Uh to if you ever want to own that part of the business as well, because it's it's a really interesting transition that happens when you sale, you start to very quickly, you, from, speaking from experience, you start to very quickly see the validity in a lot of the sales like complaints that you've heard, you know, from your peers and, and things throughout the years. You start to see like, oh, I get it. Like now that the shoe's on the other foot, 
I can understand where you're coming from and how do we work together to fix those problems. So first step, partner with sales. They are your best friend. They are your best data source. They make you better and vice versa, right? Um, the sales leader has to feel the same way. But as you start getting familiar with that department, with that landscape, with that process, it puts you in a position to eventually be over the whole thing. Nice. All right. So we're going to get a bunch of people that are going to be following you and Divi now. So you're going to be, you're going to be famous if you're not famous already. So yes. I'll finish this Perfect. sentence. Uh, a year from now, my team at Divi will. <laughs> a year from now, my team will be bigger and much more well-known. Um, our trajectory, our market, the, the TAM, when you look at just sheer TAM of what Divi is doing, we're going to be everywhere. And you look at how many companies use us now. Um, you know, there's still a decent amount of people who haven't heard of Divi a year from now. I don't think that's going to be the case. A lot of people are going to be using us. And if you haven't used us, you're going to have heard of us and be switching. Um, All right. So I can go to, uh, Antarctica or, uh, Oh yeah. Yeah. The swales of the Sahara. And I'm going <laughs> to, right. you're going to, you're going to hear Divi mentioned in the same breath as companies like Slack and Salesforce and Marketo, like kind of staples of industry. Um, I, I firmly believe that Divi's going to have a seat at that table. Well, with the way that you're running things, I have no doubt. So great stuff. <laughs> Thank you so much, Sterling, for being on the show today. Yeah, thanks for having me. It was fun. You bet.